This episode of Focus on This is brought to you by the Wall Street Journal bestseller, The Vision Driven Leader by Michael Hyatt. Get your copy online and claim your free bonuses today at visiondrivenleader.com. That's actually a really good tip. Thanks, Blake. Yeah. I mean, I was kind of expecting it to be a dud, but... uh... (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to another episode of Focus on This, the most productive podcast on the internet, so you can banish distractions, get the right stuff done, and finally start loving Mondays with your host, Courtney Baker and Blake Stratton. Hey, Blake. (laughs) Hey, Courtney. How you doing? Did you learn that song yet? What song? The song I talked about last week. Boy, if you could sing it, it may help. No. (laughs) (laughs) You're the one that sings on this podcast, not me. I think the people have been dying. You know, they've heard Verbs rap. Mm -hmm. They've heard me sing. Mm -hmm. And there's just one missing piece to this tapestry of musical fortitude. My voice singing on this podcast would do. You think it would just get too, too many five-star ratings? Is too that possible? Too many one-star ratings. You think it would launch this other sure. career of yours? 100%. Like a Susan no. Boyle situation? Is no, that? No, no. Okay. A Susan Boyle situation. Well, that's a throwback there. Yeah. Um, yeah, what it wouldn't do is cause any sense of winning um, for me. And since today we're going to be talking about winning, I want to stay clear of any Whoa, kind of singing. I hope you all caught what just happened. That was a podcast master that at work. That was amazing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Thanks. That transition was epic. Yeah. Verb, wow. you sound different today. Yes. Well, <laughs> cool. No more questions. Don't, no, don't ask any questions. That's right. Just go with it. In the room, we have Nick, uh, our producer. He is here. Verbs, uh, maybe joining us in the future. We'll see. Nick has some uh, podcast magic he works. Yeah, I'm here. I'm just I'm here to make you guys sound as great as possible. And I'll never reveal how long these recordings actually are. <laughs> <laughs> or the crazy things. They're that one happened. they're one take straight one beginning take, to end. Everything is perfect. That is let's celebrate that win. Let's celebrate it that I yeah. didn't have any gross mouth sounds for thirty minutes. Right. <laughs> yeah, let's not talk about that anymore. Okay. Honestly, in the world lately, it's kind of been a weird time. And you may feel like you're kind of in a funk or you've been in a funk. We've all been there. In the funk. See, I'll sing. See, thank you. I'm like trying to get you to sing. You don't when I'm like. Well, you bring funk into the equation. That changes everything. Changes everything. Well, maybe you've been there and maybe you're there now. You just don't feel like you're making progress. Is that what you mean? Like you're just kind of in a. You said you were in a funk last week. And I think I sang the same song actually. (laughs) And it was weird because it didn't help you. Like you kept looking at me like, why do you keep doing that? But yeah. I really thought it would help. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, I'm very rarely in a funk. I'm a very upbeat person. I like to get excited about things. Like, that's how I like to live my life. But there are certainly times where it's just, you know, you just kind of feel like, you know, like this, things are not going the way I expected them to. Um, for me and my family, we kind of had like a terrible vacation. Two words you don't want to put together. Yeah, it was awful. Yeah, it was not good. And so you can kind of get yourself in, in and it, sometimes it kind of feels like, I gotta find a way to get out of this funk. Get out the funk. <laughs> um, sorry, you'll have to dial that back, Nick. Uh, <laughs> that's why Nick's here. 
no, I, I totally get it. It's when one thing goes wrong, then you notice another thing goes wrong, and then you just you feel like you're exhausted or you're not making progress, and you just don't feel motivated. Mm-hmm. You kind of feel this sloth, this like, oh, gosh, right? And I think what we want to talk about on this episode is that there's a problem that's bigger than the problems, really. Yeah. And that problem is your focus. What you're focusing on really has a dramatic effect on your perspectives, your outlook, and what will happen to you later on today, later on this week. Yeah, I think naturally we kind of put way more emphasis on problems or like issues um, if we're not careful, if we're not intentional, we'll make those things really big and we will let those outweigh the wins or the good things. Exactly what you're talking about. Like if we focus on the wins, it's a totally different view of the world. I've heard Michael say it this way, that we need to be sure to measure the gain, not just the gap. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Or like there have been situations before where I've had a goal and I've come like so close, like literally like percentage points, you know, from like hitting the goal. And if you only think about like, well, I missed the goal, then you forget that like, oh, you had, it was a 40% increase over what you did the last time around. And it's like, there are two different ways to look at that. One is way healthier than the other. Yeah. I, I kind of think this is, isn't this why some people struggle with goal setting or they just give up on it? in general is because they feel like they're failing rather than, you know, it's not that you're failing or that goal setting doesn't work. It's that your focus is on the gap. Your focus is on what you came up short in rather than how much progress you've made. So measuring those wins, counting those wins has some awesome benefits. And that's what we're talking about. Yeah. We're going to give you 10 reasons on why you should track and celebrate your wins and get out of that funk. <laughs> All right, so we're going to just jump right in. And we're doing those like top 10, like Letterman style. Yeah, I grew up my beard for this. You know, he's got oh, that yeah. retirement beard. He does have that retirement You can beard. see it's it's pretty full, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Courtney is a horrible liar. Wow. Um, okay, the top 10 reasons to count your wins. Reason number 10. It resets your perspective. That's right. Sometimes I don't want to do this. <laughs> what a one. big sigh. <laughs> I know because the like the point is like high achievers, it kind of like we have to be careful because we default to negative. And sometimes that hits a little too close to home for me. Uh, especially when it's like a goal. And we kind of talked about this already. It can be like, oh, well, I missed that by two percent if I'm not really intentional. And I'm sure there are people listening to this too that have that same. You know, they have to be intentional to be like, I'm going to really change my perspective on that and look at like how I, how much I gained. That's right. Your perspective affects everything you do. It's your perspective. It's how you see the world. So if you want to see the world, your day, your future with a more hopeful light, then count your wins. Make it a part of your startup ritual, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. If you need a way to kind of make this part of your day, yeah, make it part of your ritual just to list your wins. Okay, reason number nine, it keeps you from complaining. Courtney, don't you just love that person that just complains and points out all the things that are wrong? I always want to be around those people. Don't you just love hanging out with me is is basically what I meant. Absolutely. (laughs) No, I mean, I think that's one thing that – it's one of my biggest pet peeves. I just can't handle um, complaining. I think a lot of people – 
you know, when you're not focusing on wins, it just becomes something we default to. Like, how much can we complain? And we kind of use it like as like a badge of honor. Like, oh, let me tell you about all the terrible things. Oh, it's- yeah. Well, this stinks and this stinks. And there's a subtle thing that happens. I think the reason that we're often resistant to people that can complain is that uh, or, you know, we notice that people don't want to hang out with us when we're really complaining is because it's almost like we suck the oxygen out of the room. You know, and and I think the oxygen is sort of the the power that we have for change, the the hope that we have, the capacity to change our circumstances. When we are complaining, it sort of takes away our power over the situation versus, you know, we have a focus on the positive. Now, all of a sudden, we feel more powerful, right? Right. Yeah. Yep. And, and a similar tip to the last for the reason number 10 is just if you find yourself complaining or in that state of like, I seem to be kind of a Debbie downer here. Um, Just for one minute, write down some wins, write down some things that you feel positive about that you can celebrate. Yeah. If I actually write down a win, I noticed I'm way more likely to take positive action sooner than when I'm just complaining or dwelling on what's not working. Yeah. And this, okay, we may, a lot of people will probably listen to this and are just thinking about like work activities, but I don't know if anybody else has ever said this, but if you're ever like, this house is a disaster, like <laughs> sometimes I say that y'all, like, I'm just like, this house is a disaster. I know it was really rude to say that in front of me <laughs> and my wife, like we invited you over for dinner. <laughs> it just felt like unnecessary. <laughs> this house is a disaster. But you know, if you change your, your perspective and like, maybe you clean like the sink and then you're like, okay, I got that done. Like that feels really good. You know, it can just totally shift things into like having that power. Like you have the power to change the house being a disaster. That's right. So reason number nine, it keeps you from complaining. And reason eight to count your wins is it makes you happy. I feel like you could sing a song about this one too. If it makes you happy. Oh, that was kind a, of a sad song. better though. reference than I was thinking. What was the? You were going to do Pharrell? Yeah. Sorry, keep wanting to go back to that one. Yeah, I, yeah. Your first one was... That was good. Gosh, I could hear people unsubscribing just then. It's so <laughs> weird. I can hear it. No, but it, it makes you happy. There's actual research about this, that when you share an achievement, when you count a win, it feels good. It makes you feel better. Yeah. And another tip here is just to share that achievement. When somebody responds positively, it's going to last longer, that feeling that you have. Yeah, like when you said, Blake, I cleaned my sink. And, <laughs> and I'm like, wow, Courtney, that's wow, awesome. I felt so good. Made me it so happy. enhances that happy feeling, Absolutely. right? All right, reason seven, it makes other people happy. So hopefully you work, live in a culture of celebration and hopefully not the opposite. But if you don't, you have the power to change this. Like you can be the one to change that, to really start sharing wins And maybe even if you see like complaining or negativity, that's your cue. Like, okay, what's one thing I could talk about right now that is a win? That's something that I've really noticed working at Michael Hyatt and company because in the past I have struggled with focusing on the negative, you know, where I came up short. And my boss, Chad, is really good at, you know, at first I thought it was just, oh, he's a, he's a, a spin doctor. Here's another song. And if you, no, just kidding. Um, <laughs> so, I, you know, it's not just spin. It's actually intentional. Mm-hmm. He's like, Blake, if you go down this path, 
things will just get harder for you. Let's talk about some of your wins that you've had. And that's been so helpful for me and it makes me happy. So he'll share wins. I'm like, oh yeah, things are great. So when you're the one sharing wins, it's kind of that inverse of if you're the one complaining, right? If you're the one sharing wins, people love that. They can feel that energy. They want to be around you. It'll make your culture, whether at home or at work, a happier place. Reason six, it shows your progress. So high achievers, we've talked about this, measure the gap. You know, like, oh, we miss a goal by 2%. Um, and we kind of get hyper-focused on what is still left to be done. And that can kind of be pretty discouraging. Again, counting wins forces you to see the progress. And like we talked earlier, you know, maybe you got 95% of the way to that goal and that was a 30% increase over what you did last time. That should be a huge victory, but you've got to look at the gain and not the gap. Yeah. So a tip, if you struggle with that is before you launch into next steps, like okay, we we didn't hit it, so what are we going to do next? Take a second to list out the wins, the progress that you did make. Because when you list your wins, you're going to be able to see that progress firsthand, and it's going to have such a positive effect. Can I I come in here and say it's interesting because the planner, as a new planner user, has as your weekly big three review, it has a percentage completed. And I think often when I fill that out, I go, it was only 20%, and I feel like garbage. <laughs> so it is it is helpful to hear that perhaps, it, yeah, like I can say it, I had no percent done, and now I've got 20% done. It's really, it, I feel better already thinking about that. Yeah. I mean, it's totally a different lens to look at. And it's when I think, again, you have to be intentional about, because it's not our default, at least not for me. Blake, probably you. No, no, uh, also not. I think it takes work for everyone, you know, it, because you're typically you're setting a big three or you're setting goals that you care about, you know, that it really engage your heart. And so to fall short, you know, you've got to monitor that. I think that it takes some practice for all of us. Hey, everyone, this is Verbs with a pre-recorded message from the future. Whether you find yourself needing tips on how to use your planner more effectively or just general encouragement on planner usage, it's all right there in the Full Focus Planner community. And the best thing is you don't even have to wait for a DeLorean to pull into the driveway. All you need to do is go to Facebook and search for Full Focus Planner Community and we'll see you there. So we are halfway through. Reason number five in this top 10 countdown for why you need to list your wins is it shows you what is working? If you ever feel like you spent the whole day putting out fires, um, you know, that takes a lot of our attention. So just taking the time to celebrate some wins actually helps us identify, okay, what's not the problem? What is working? So we know how to duplicate that. It's like if we never pay attention to it, we don't know how to do it again. Yeah, we don't know. There's two takeaways with this, and and this actually, if you want a tip for this in the after action review of your weekly preview, there's a spot to list out, well, what is working? It can be tempting to fill that whole space with what you need to improve or what needs to change or whatever, but there's advantage to seeing, to listing the wins so that you can see what's working because like Courtney's saying, you can either double down on it. Hey, could we lean into this? Hey, this is, we're really making headway here. How could we lean into that so that we can capitalize on that momentum? The other thing is you can borrow those principles. Like if you understand, if you list your win, you can see what's working and then you can think, well, why is that working so well? Oh, well, maybe it's because, 
you know, I'm a really, ex, you know, I'm an external processor. So where can I do some external processing in this other project or this other area of life? So you can actually borrow those principles of why something works in different projects, different areas. Reason four, it improves your self-esteem. And I think this is huge. Uh, if all you think about is your setbacks or your failures, you are going to feel lousy. Like that's just all there is to it. And so just listing your wins reminds you that, you know, you have achieved things, that you are, you know, you're making steps towards your goals. You are winning at mm -hmm. something, whatever those wins are. And it totally changes your mindset and how you feel about yourself. Yeah. Everyone likes some affirmation, right? And I think it's, it's a valuable practice to learn. You know, I've got to affirm myself. And, yeah. And, and you're worth it. Yeah. Well, I think that's that's so true. So many times, like, we feel like we need somebody else to help us get out of that funk or, like, to feel encouraged when really we have the power to say, like, okay, I'm feeling discouraged. You know, like, maybe just even identifying what are three things I did right? You know, like, what are three things that went well? What are three things that I am winning at um, to help shift that mindset because it, it kind of can become a spiraling effect if we're not careful. Reason number three, it energizes you. It energizes you. This is actually kind of cool. So try this sometime. List out all your problems or the setbacks or things that's going wrong and notice what happens just in your own physical body. Like sometimes you can, like your stomach will turn or, you know, or sometimes this happens even if you're watching a TV show <laughs> and someone's being really negative, whatever, like you kind of can feel the cringy physically and it sort of sucks. It's like, oh no. And the opposite happens when you list your wins. Like if you start listing your wins, win after win, it's almost like you feel floaty, like lighter, more energetic. The people around you feel that way too. It's pretty cool. Well, and I think we like intuitively know this. Like if you just think of people like who do you know that has the most energy? Most likely they are not like down on themselves. That's a really good point. Yeah. You know, like I, I keep thinking about Megan and Michael because I think both of them are so positive. They both have like so much energy and they're so positive. And it just, it, I think it correlates. And I think deep down we know that. Yeah, something that I started to do in my workday shutdown was to just write out the things that I accomplished that day. Mm. Because, and the planner is really helpful for this because you can kind of see that written down. But I have sort of this workday shutdown where I just answer a few questions, like journal questions. And I found that just writing those things down, even if the day, like if my day ended poorly, let's say I had a, a sales call or something, it just didn't go well at the end of the day. I can sort of leave with that downer feeling. And the other day, I this that exact thing happened. And I sent a text to my wife. I was like, hey, you know, I'm going to be home a little bit later because my day went long, but I need to get right. I need to get my shutdown ritual in. And I listed my wins. I listed my accomplishments for that day along with the other things I do in my ritual. And sure enough, by the time I got home, I had more energy and I was happier. I was in a better state of mind. And I, that's the energy I wanted to bring home. So yeah, I, I love that tip, that, that reason to list your wins. It energizes you. 
Reason two, it improves your productivity. So all of the reasons that we've listed so far, they all add up to more productivity. When you feel better, when you have positive focus, when you're energizing yourself and the people around you, including your teammates. You're learning from your achievements. Yeah. You're building momentum. That's that's the recipe for a productive day. So listen to your wins. It's going to improve your productivity. And finally. Drum roll. Reason number one. It's fun. It is really fun. You're <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Nick will put something in post. He will. Okay, good. Yay. It's fun. No, it's legitimately. Fun. I, I actually, I love this number one because I don't want to spend my time somewhere where it's not fun. Mm-hmm. Would you say that you just want to have fun? Have fun. <laughs> that is, I don't just want to have fun, but I do want to spend my time. Yeah. I wouldn't okay. say that. I, but I do want to work somewhere. I want to spend my time both in my work and in my life doing things that I enjoy. You know, I don't want my life to be the opposite of fun. I want to have fun. And so if I can help myself get there a little easier by listing wins and being present with how I am succeeding, I want to do that stuff. It's a fun hack. That sounds bad. It's a hack to have fun. Hack it and have fun. Well, I- Nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, have fun. But I I just feel like a lot of times, especially in in the professional arenas of our life, we- discount fun you know like we actually feel like that's like a like good if you can get it but you know it's not that important and i actually think it is really important for us to have fun and i think celebrating your wins helps you get there blake is making these crazy faces at me nick i don't i'm trying to demonstrate your point i'm you just are? trying to have some fun is that what fun is to you <laughs> Well, my daughter thinks it's hilarious. I just assumed that everyone else would. Here's the big difference. She's like, what? Is she six months old now? She's almost a year old. Oh, man, Nick. I feel like you said six months old earlier today, which is why that was in my head, too. Sorry. Listen, well, this podcast is in the future. Uh, Well, well, okay. Yes, that was an interesting kind of fun. But I do. I have fun making this podcast with you. Like, you know, I. Of course. Yes. Shucks. And I would like to acknowledge that we've come a long way and just like what – no, this podcast is like six months old. Let's Seven list our old, wins. Win number here. one. I didn't have to sing on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, win number two. I got to sing uh, – I got to reference the Spin Doctors in this episode. Mm. That was a big win for me. That was one of my um, big goals <laughs> <laughs> for this. Well, Anna, is that a Cheryl Crow reference? Was that what was happening? The the just wanna? Well, I was thinking all I want to do is have some fun. Oh, but I went the just wanna. Oh, see? Just yeah. wanna. Oh, yeah. Look at that. That's pretty good. You know, if you keep doing this, we're going to be at, like copyright stricken. Oh, my gosh. I know. We can't even air this episode. <laughs> uh, let's start again. <laughs> you want to do a quick, quick rundown of all the reasons? Yeah, I do. Okay. Give them to me quick. Okay. Ten reasons. Number ten, it resets your perspective. Number nine, it keeps you from complaining. Number eight, it makes you happy. Number seven, it makes other people happy. Number six, it shows your progress. Number five, it shows what's working. Number four, it improves your self-esteem. Number three, it energizes you. You're almost there. Number two, it improves your productivity. And number one, it's fun. All I want to do. Sorry, that's all we can do. Copyright. (laughs) (laughs) 
And when you do these things, you're going to get out of that funk. If you're in a funk, go through this list. Don't do it, Blake. I'm not going to do it. Okay. <laughs> oh, gosh, it's so hard. Okay. All right. So I think we've got a call because we got to get Blake away from this temptation. Yep. Let's get to it. Hi, is this Sharice? Yeah, this is Sharice. Sharice. Oh, oh darn. So we sorry. We said it wrong. Oh, <laughs> it's a tricky one. Oh, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, thanks. Good. How are you? We're doing great. Where are you calling from? From a small town in rural Alberta, Canada. Thanks for um, being on the podcast with us today. Did you have a question for us? I do. So I am currently a stay-at-home mom. Uh, for the most part, I have four precious children. And um, I just do a little bit of contract work and some childcare on the side. But where I struggle is how to best utilize the full focus planner as a stay-at-home mom. And particularly the daily pages. I don't have a lot of commitment in the vocational life domain right now. So I don't feel like I utilize the daily pages of the planner as much as I could. Um, I do use them for journaling for a goal that I've set. I'm, I love the daily and weekly big three. I do the previews, but I'm an Enneagram one. So I'm always considering how I can kind of do things better. So just wondering if you have any suggestions for that. Okay. So I have a thought about this um, and I've, sort of learn this, my, my wife and I have tried to navigate this because what you're dealing with is a unique challenge for sure. There's no doubt. Um, and so I can maybe share some of what we've learned. My wife and I will do these weekly previews together. And so part of what we've had to unpack is exactly your question. How do I use this tool to get the stuff done that I want to get done, but I don't want to ignore my responsibilities at home for work responsibilities, um, and sometimes vice versa, right? So how do you find that balance? Mm -hmm. I found breakthrough for us taking a second look at the ideal week, specifically with, you know, this idea of having themes or, you know, you can think of it as stages um, as well. Mm -hmm. um, but what my wife and I decided to do was create themes for her uh, on specific days. So one day would be a, hey, today's theme is, you know, primarily work oriented. And so that's kind of your default when you have time or organizing uh, childcare and things like that around that. And uh, similarly, having themes around just life admin as well, days for that. So have you had a chance to get into the ideal week part of the planner? You bet. And I really enjoy it. I don't feel like I have a lot on it because my days are so flexible as um, a stay-at-home mom for the most part. Um, so I feel like I could definitely incorporate even some more themes maybe that uh, encourage me to work on other life domains uh, with kind of some intentional time set aside for that. So I do really like that. Yeah. And I will echo that. I have a very, very, very close friend that is also a stay-at-home mom. And the thing that she has found really critical for her is the ideal week and kind of going ahead and thinking about the things, her goals that she's wanting to accomplish, like what day is the best day to do that? Or, you know, if there are specific things that she's wanting to do with her kids on certain days, you know, like really outlining that more specifically so that when it comes to her daily pages, she's really looking to that ideal week to help inform what she's going to accomplish for the day. Because I, it, there's definitely that 
mm-hmm. tension of being able to have so much flexibility. But on the flip side, without some structure, that can sometimes be, you know, a great benefit and, you know, a flaw or not a flaw, but a, a challenge to overcome. Yes. Yes, exactly. No, those are great tips. I do have another question too. I'm curious if any of the three of you or if Michael or Megan perhaps have a personal vision, mission, and value statement. And if so, how that plays into uh, your full focus planner use or perhaps your life plan. You want me to talk about this? Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, I think because I think it plays into Michael's next book that's coming oh, out. I know. I was thinking about that as well. Yeah, it's really interesting. I mean, the timing of you asking that's really interesting. Um, but you want to share about that, Courtney? Well, I, I, I will share. Michael has a brand new book that um, just came out. Available for pre-order mm-hmm. currently. Well, at this moment, but when this episode airs, so oh, right. it will be. I'm guessing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. Most of our calls are not like this, by the way. We're pretty like cut <laughs> on this one. I feel like there's going to be a little editing because we're <laughs> no worries, no worries. Uh, Michael's book just came out called "The Vision Driven Leader," which is all about writing a vision script for your company. But there is, you know. Personally, my um, husband is a pastor, and we do have a mission statement for our family. And I think that's a really interesting mm-hmm. idea of a vision statement for you as a family as well. And I, I'm kind of brewing on what that would look like. Obviously, I think a lot of those things also work well with living forward and developing your life plan. But as far as specific mm-hmm. examples of Megan and Michael – I'm not 100 percent that I can. Yeah, answer that I'm, not, I'm not sure what they do necessarily personally, but if you're interested in kind of getting some ideas, it's all in a business context in Michael's upcoming book. But it's so valuable, I can't help but see the parallels to yeah. personal life because the principles are absolutely the same. I think, and it's mm-hmm. really powerful to be united, you know, with a spouse, with family, on what is the vision here, um, not just for my work life, but for personal life. Well, and I think at the end of the day, that whole philosophy of, you know, you can either drift somewhere, you know, or you can actually set the plan Mm -hmm. of where you're going to go. And obviously setting the plan for where you want to go is a much more effective way to get somewhere than just drifting, you know, into the unknown and hoping that you end up where you would like to be, you know, down the road. For sure. And for me, uh, the vision that I have set for my life dictates and becomes a measure for the goals that I set in the different life domains. Um, because it's a measure as is, is that goal in that life domain helping me work towards that vision that I have set for my life. So it just kind of helps with the accountability and really measuring whether that's something that I want to be intentional about using my time for or not. Yeah, I think that's so good. That's really great. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the episode. You bet. Thank you so much for having me. Courtney, any final thoughts? Yeah, I think my final thought is you've got to be intentional about this. And I think there are some natural triggers when you feel that like, ooh, I don't, I'm either in a funk or I noticed that I just complained about something. You know, those things can be triggers for you, but you do have to be intentional of like doing the things to help you shift your mindset. I don't think it necessarily happens organically. No, I think I think that's really true because if it's not, if you aren't intentional with it, then 
you just slide back into your normal behavior. So having those triggers like in your workday, startup or something like that, listing, or maybe when you sit down to dinner with your family or, or your whatever, you're journaling before you go to sleep or something like that. List a few wins. Well, and I do think that it's also something you can bring others along with you. Like if you find, oh, I'm on a team that just like complains all the time, complains about other people, other departments. You know, one thing that we do on our team, like we do not do that. Like that's part of our culture. Like we are not, we're not here for that. Um, So if you find yourself on a team like that, you could even say like, hey guys, I feel like we are bringing kind of this negative energy. You know, like we are, you know, is there a way that we could talk about trying to shift that? Because I think the outcome would be better for all of us. And celebrating wins is a step to get you there. Beautiful. All right, everyone. Thank you so much again for joining us this Monday. We hope you have an amazing week and that you'll see us. Will you see us? I don't think so. Are, <laughs> can they see us? I they don't know if they can. They I'm can. pretty sure it's just an yeah. audio only. Nick, can you confirm? Can they see us? Well, I didn't want to tell you this, but they have not been able to see you this whole time. Oh, darn. What? This is Lynn, six months. I've been meaning to tell you. Why am I wearing all this makeup? (laughs) Okay, well, come join us however you listen to your podcast next Monday. And until then, stay stay focused. focused. Reason two, it improves your productivity. Listen, we talk about this podcast being the most productive on the internet, and we mean it. Uh, but I don't know where I was going with that. But it's actually not. You know? It's actually the least. It's actually the least productive. It's terrible. <laughs> We're the worst. <laughs> this is the opposite of listing your wins. Yeah. This episode of Focus on This is brought to you by the Wall Street Journal bestseller, The Vision Driven Leader by Michael Hyatt. Get your copy online and claim your free bonuses today at visiondrivenleader.com.